Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 970. Uh, when it started, I told you that I'm in the automotive industry by accident. Now I love cars. At the beginning, I, nev- I uh, didn't know anything about cars. Now I love it. I love them. And I finally realized the secret behind them. The secret is the people that shape the cars. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited today to introduce a very special guest calling in from Romania, Alex Shiramet. Alex, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? To be honest, I'm quite nervous. It's my first interview <laughs> uh, and it's my first interview that I'm doing now with, in U.S. So it's wow. a very strange way to start. The, well, the I, I promise that we will have some fun today. We Together, you <laughs> and I will inspire enthusiasts, automotive enthusiasts around the world. So uh, no need to be nervous. I'm going to uh, hand over the steering wheel to you in a few moments. But before I do that, I want to uh, explain a little bit to our listeners who you are. So Alex Sheremet is a media relations officer who describes himself as a story discoverer. Alex uncovers stories about people and brands, engineers, managers, race car drivers, and more, and shares them with the world. Since 2007, he's worked as the PR department of BMW Group Romania, and he has also worked for the Porsche Group and the Volkswagen Group. He's developed unconventional projects, including fuel consumption records, discovering people like Marin Dumescu, which I completely messed up his name, I'm sure, but you'll correct me later, I hope. He was a 99-year-old BMW 328 race car driver to creating special painting marathons by past and with past cars. Yeah, I guess. Me too, Adrian, who paints scenes of cars and architecture with coffee. He's also a presenter of the Romanian Concorde de Elegance. So, Alex, I have told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your life and career and a very obvious passion that you have for automobiles? I have to admit, first of all, that my whole career in the automotive industry is an accident because I didn't plan it. To be honest, when I started working for an an automotive brand, I did it because the brand sounded very premium, very special. It was for Porsche Romania, Porsche Group Romania. But when I started, I didn't even own a driver's license. Hmm. I was... Among my friends, uh, something quite unique. Everybody owned a car, a driver's license. license. Uh, I thought this is a fab. This is uh, something that you don't really need. I didn't understood cars. I didn't know anything about cars when I started. And I don't know what was in the people's mind that hired me at Porsche Group Romania, <laughs> to be honest. They saw some talent somewhere, Alex. They saw some special talent in you. I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was young. Maybe I, they saw potential. Yes. And after I started, I think one of the best professions in the automotive industry, in the same time, one of the most demanding and challenging is uh, media relations because you are somehow in contact with the whole spectrum of car industry from, I don't know, from racing to 
production mm. from uh, business to crazy projects as brands do uh, art for example with you know the famous bmw art cars i, I know yes. uh, a lot of architects painters because they work with bmw in the end so uh, working as a pr guy for a, a very cool brand opens your perspectives in the end no doubt so this is why my job was really, really my job is really cool from this perspective and also it's uh, it put me in contact with a lot of passionate uh, car enthusiasts oh yes and from them i started to understand that it's from their sparkle in the eyes when they were speaking about cars i stopped and i said hey this is actually quite something quite interesting and this opened me up to cars the passion of others and now I'm I'm the the one who's opening others with my uh, crazy passion for cars. <laughs> well, I love this story, and I love the way you started it by talking about you fell into cars by accident. Uh, nice play on words there, Alex. I think that's that's <laughs> great. And as we continue on your life journey, uh, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has great meaning for you, and it's a Nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah. So, Alex, take the wheel. I don't have a real mantra, but I have a very important learning in my job, and that it's not, I should never give up. Mm. I have projects I've started after about two years of pushing, pushing, pushing. Uh, sometimes, because I'm uh, working in a very small market, I don't have the big resources like maybe you have in U.S. working for for a big car company. But I want to do projects as cool, if not as big as the one in the big markets. Ah, yes. And this is sometimes more difficult. And my first experience with a big project like this, I wanted to meet a BMW designer. And the first answer was, this is very difficult for small markets. Mm. After eight months, I started by asking for a one-hour interview in Germany, so something very easy. And they told me, yeah, this is something very complicated for a small market. And after eight months, I already had a designer visiting in Romania and staying for two days. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you don't want to know how many people I called, how many emails I've sent. Yes. But that taught me that if you really want something, finally, by making a lot of people angry, maybe <laughs> you'll get it. So <laughs> this is what I always try to do. You know, Alex, this is a wonderful story, and it really tugs on my heart because when I started doing Cars yeah, the idea of five shows a week, everyone told me I was crazy. You'll never find that many people. and. I do exactly what you do. It's persistence, tenacity. I send out over 450 emails a week to people. And some people react very quickly like you did. And I'm greatly appreciative of how fast we were able to get you on the show. And then other people take years to get on the show. And you're right. You have to be like a race car driver. You simply cannot give up. You need to push, push, push. Just what a race car driver does, and you can't get frustrated because uh, otherwise you'll just stop. So, uh, a wonderful story. Thank you for sharing that. You and I are kindred spirits in that sense, so I feel very honored to uh, be talking to somebody who uh, is like you. Now, let's go back in time, and, and this next question is kind of tough to answer, I think, because of the way you described yourself at the beginning. I always ask my guests about a story that instigated their passion for cars. And it usually goes all the way back to the childhood. Now, you 
became a car fanatic much later in life. So take us to that point in time when you decided you wanted to have a career and a life around cars. It's a moment that I can really identify and I really can place it. It's a very defined moment in in my life, so to say. I think I was working at Porsche Group Romania, which is the, I don't think, I know that I was working at Porsche Group Romania, which is the importer of Volkswagen Group brands and Porsche in Romania. Mm-hmm. I was sitting at the office cafeteria with a journalist that I really appreciate. He's a car fanatic and a motorsport historian, more or less. And he was telling me about Audi Quattro and how Audi Quattro really changed the rally racing. Mm-hmm. And it was with so much passion. It was not about uh, technology. It was not about developing uh, the the all-wheel drive. It was about racing and winning. And it was, like you said, it was about doing something that nobody expects or nobody really believes it's possible. Mm-hmm. That really raised my... Uh, interest for automotive industry when i saw that guy that was uh, when he was speaking he, he was like really red blushing he was so passionate into what he was saying that i stopped and i said if this guy discovers so much passion in uh, my brands i should discover as well yes. and i started exploring car history and one uh, discovery after one after one discovery after another slowly made me understand that it's a lot to about cars and cars industry than just uh, driving one. Yes. And that's when I clicked. Again, you hit on something that I've discovered after three A-plus years of doing interviews with people here on Cars, yeah, is it always goes back to the people and the inspiration that the people around motorsports provide. And I love this story that this guy fired you up. He got you engaged in, in some of that passion rubbed off on you. And now you're carrying that forward and you're rubbing off passion on other people. So you've kind of paying it forward, if you will, which I think is absolutely fantastic. I would love to take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you're, you faced. Now you touched on one of trying to get somebody from BMW design on your show. I know how hard that is to get people from big manufacturers on your show. There's a lot of bureaucracy involved, but can you take us to one point in time that was really challenging for you? Walk us through it and tell us what that experience taught you. First of all, I want to clarify something not to be misunderstood. It's not necessarily about bureaucracy. When it comes, for example, to a BMW designer, to have him on your show or at my event, Uh it's also about resources in the end because these guys, first of all, need to design cars and yes. everybody wants them. I was speaking about myself that I have a very cool profession, but these are the coolest guys next to the racing drivers <laughs> yeah. in the automotive oh, they world. Are. Yeah. And imagine, I don't know, BMW has about 150 countries. Every country would love to have one designer presenting one of their cars. Gotcha. Understood. At least once a year. Yes. You know? <laughs> I get you. Yeah. And my challenge was to convince them that a small country like Romania, it's as relevant maybe as a bigger country like Germany <laughs> yes. or a country like that. Challenges are everywhere. So uh, every project that I did in the end had a big challenge. Up to now, I cannot speak about a big failure, to be honest, because up to now, I didn't have that big failure that I could share with you. Mm-hmm. But maybe uh, you were mentioning the um, 
the consumption record that I did. So I did several consumption records in the past because uh, I really believe I'm trying to communicate efficiency for BMW. Mm. And I really believe that you, if you show something very extreme, of course, nobody else will do it maybe. But if you show that you go, can go that far, it's a guarantee that you can, in a normal life, you have also a lot of performance. Yes. Even fuel performance, if you want to say to say it like that. And uh, one of my uh, special memories about the fuel, uh, about all the projects was one fuel consumption challenge that we did to drive with uh, uh, BMW 3 Series 3220D efficient dynamics from Bucharest to Munich with only one fuel tank. Wow. We calculated that we needed, it's almost 1,000 miles. It's about 1,450 kilometers. And we calculated that we needed to have a fuel consumption of 3.8 liters per 100 kilometers. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to put it this in uh, miles per gallon. I tell you, it's a very impressive number. Actually, to be honest, it's a number that should have uh, should be under the figure that uh, the BMW was communicating mm. in the end. Okay, great. We did all our plans. In order to maximize the efficiency of the car, we decided to drive with two cars. I had a team of with a one photographer, a camera guy, all the luggage is in one car, and we had a journalist in the other car, in the 3220. Uh, ah, to lighten it up. Yes. That was the only modification, so to say, that we did in the car. And when we started, we were, we have walkie talkies and we are constantly discussing. He had no navigation in the car. So it was configured so that it was light as possible mm-hmm. for this record. So we didn't put a navigation in the car. He had no navigation. I had the navigation. I knew how, how much kilometers we still had until the destination. And he had the range. Mm. And every, every 10 kilometers at the beginning, we are exchanging messages. We still have 1,400 kilometers. He told me we, I have 800 kilometers range. And kilometers by kilometers, he increased the range because he was driving more efficient. Uh, and the distance until destination was closing. About 300 kilometers until the destination, um, it started to rain very strong and it was night. We were very tired. We were we decided also to be more spectacular, to drive it only in one shot. So we were driving oh, wow. since 20 hours. It was like oh, oh our 24-hour <laughs> yes. race. Yeah. <laughs> we were driving for more than 20 hours. Wow. It was again night for us. We started when it was night, and now it was again night for us, and raining heavily. The journalist that was driving the record car was telling me that the range was coinciding more or less with how much we had for the for our destination mm-hmm. and the situation started to look critical and in the end uh, with about 100 150 kilometers before the destination he was getting very nervous so i stopped calling him on the walkie talking uh, walkie talkie telling him the distance because i didn't want to make him nervous he was alone in the car yeah we in the other car were three people and somehow were trying to uh, encourage each other, but he was alone. So we decided to let, let him be. 
And so we drive, we drove into the, uh, during the night, very tired with low visibility, heavy raining, not knowing if we managed to reach uh, that, uh, our destination or not. And that's, final one hour of driving was very, very tense for us. Oh, bad. It was really on the limit. And in the end, we reached uh, BMW Feld uh, with 40 kilometers range. Yay! So it was really... <laughs> you had us all going there, Alex. We're getting a little nervous here. <laughs> I got a little sweat on my brow. And I'm thinking of that uh, that driver of that car. It was uh, Kimi Raikkonen when you kept radioing in. Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was exactly the same, but for us, it was not 15 minutes. It was about one hour, one hour and a half yeah. of full, full tension. And it was something very special when, in the end, we succeeded. That was cool for yeah, us. Yeah, no doubt. Well, congratulations. Wow, what an adventure. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the extreme here. I always like to ask my guests for a career aha moment. I like to say it's a time when the headlights come on and kind of illuminate a new path for you. Tell us about one of yours. Um, I think I already told you about it uh, when I understood that if I am very pushy and also if I ask for support or for opportunities, I will get them. Mm. So my friend in Munich told me, relax, Alex. There are, there are no stupid questions. There are only stupid answers. <laughs> so Yes. And actually, there is a hidden mantra at BMW. It's not an official one. <laughs> Nobody will admit it, but everybody knows about it. It's better to ask for apologies than to ask for permission. Ah, so <laughs> I love that. You really, when you're, you, you first succeed doing something very unique uh, with the support of others and you know that you can really work in a big company and you get noticed and you get the support, then every opportunity is open up absolutely well all my all my listeners know that i'm a huge bmw fan i've had four m3s we're a full bmw family here in my household we all drive bmws and uh i love the brand i love a lot of things that uh they stand behind their engineering their looks everything so uh i'm happy to hear that how about a proudest career moment is there one that stands out for you actually last year i had two very special moments first of all at the Romanian Concorde Elegance, uh, we had the support of BMW Group Classic, and they bought several cars to be exhibited there, among them one that is very, very special, a 328 Mille Miglia Roadster. Mm. It's, uh, I think, one of the most beautiful BMW cars in history, a racing car, a racing car with heritage. And it was a very special moment for us at the concourse because also we found out that BMW, before the Second World War, used to race these cars also in Romania. Mm. And actually, the last major official race that the car took part was about 60, 50 kilometers away of, from our event. So it was a returning to the last uh, racing experience. It was yeah. a returning, yeah, it was a, to, to the last place the car raced after more than 70 years. Oh, my god! It was gosh. very special. Yeah. And there was also a very special moment for me because uh, we had a tour of the cars in front of the whole city, and the BMW Classic uh, Group Classic guys invited me to sit uh, uh, on the passenger seats during this uh, parade. So yes. 
there are pictures with me. I hope my wife will not listen this pod, uh, to this podcast. <laughs> I'm more happier in that car than at our marriage. Oh, so oh. <laughs> I well. don't know what happened. <laughs> Well, let's say it's just safe for the moment because I don't want to get you in trouble with your wife, but I'll let our listeners know that that picture will be posted on the Cars yeah! website on Alex's show notes page. So make sure you take a look at that because that car is very special and a chance to ride in that car in a, in a parade through the city. Oh my gosh, you're a very lucky guy. So we'll just say that you were very excited that one day. And uh, we'll not get you in trouble here with your beautiful spouse. <laughs> now, um, I always ask my guests about a first special vehicle. Now, you talked about not even having a driver's license for a while. Do you have a car now or is there a car that you've acquired that is really special for you? I had a very special relation with my first car that I got from my father. When I started driving, it was a, <laughs> it was not something really special, maybe, but it's very special for me. It's a Suzuki Samurai. Ah, yes. Uh, from 85, I think, or 83. I don't remember exactly. But that car gave me the impression that uh, we could go everywhere together. So it was not uh, an object anymore. It was my, my friend. Uh-huh. It had a lot of names. We had a very special relationship and also it was not a perfect car i don't like perfect cars it broke all the time it was very old and for me that was character it didn't mind so we still have that car it's in a pretty good condition Mm -hmm. i will never sell it so i don't know for me it's it's like the first kiss Uh, very nice you know my father was working in Saudi Arabia in the 80s. I was uh, just married or just out of college, I think it was actually, and, and married. And he bought a Suzuki Samurai, same era, same age, and loved that little car. Dr- ended up driving it all over Europe. And then uh, right before he came back to the United States, he sold it to some guy uh, at the airport when he was getting on an airplane <laughs> and said, hey, for 10 bucks, you can have my Suzuki. But that that little vehicle, he really loved that little car. Now, how about seller's remorse? Since you still have that quote-unquote first kiss car, is there a car you've owned that you've mm-hmm. let go that you wish you had back? No, but um, th- I had an opportunity to buy a car and I didn't And about three years ago, and I'm really uh, regretting that right now. It was a BMW 3 Series E30 convertible. Ooh. I really like convertible cars. Yes. And so... Old, young, young, old timers, I really love because you can go through, uh, uh, at, you can go at special competitions uh, all over Europe and they are quite reliable. They are not so old. You can use them as daily drivers. And uh, I didn't grab that opportunity and now I regret it. Oh, yes. Well, boy, we all have those stories of cars we missed, <laughs> just like the women that we missed in our lives when we, uh, we, we didn't ask the right girl out. But we'll move on from that question. And talk about what has you excited and fired up today. What are you working on there now that really has you excited in this new year? I always have a lot of projects because I know that not all my projects will, will succeed in the end. And I am trying to do a lot of to do a lot of ideas. And if they don't succeed, it's okay because I always try new new things. So, oh, great. And I learn from my failures in the end. And uh, now... One of my biggest projects is um, a project with uh, Adrian Mitu, the famous automotive coffee painter. Oh, yes, a mutual friend, Adrian. Yeah, he's been on the show here 
twice. I love that guy. He is so cool. I love the artwork that he does, and I'm excited to hear you doing some work with him. Actually, we did a big project together last year, which was quite successful. We are very proud that his collection of 101 paintings about BMW motorsport history it's now exhibited in U.S., so yes. our small Romanian project reached U.S., and we, we are encouraged by that. We want to do a new project, and we discussed a lot to do a project that reflects BMW, and we decided that the best, best thing to do is to select a personality, not a car, not a, a series of uh, models, I don't know, but guys that re- really shaped the history. And in the end, uh, we selected Johan Nerpac. Ah, okay. And we, are, we want to do a big installation telling his life and how his life intersected with BMW. Oh, wow. And uh, our plan is to unveil it in Romania and to have him as a special guest. And we are hoping that we'll manage to bring bring him to Romania to see what we've done. Oh, how exciting. Well, a big shout out to my friend Adrian. I know he's a listener here in Cars, yeah, and uh, I cannot wait to hear more about what you guys are planning together. That's fantastic. Here's a very introspective question for you, Alex. If Alex was a car or a vehicle, what would he be and why? I'm not a sporty guy, so it's not a sporty car. I'm not a fast, uh, fast guy, but... I really, really like to explore the city, to move uh, through the city. So it has to be a small car. So this is why I'm thinking a classic Mini would be very cool to be (laughs) if I can select a car. I like that. Thank you for thinking that through, Alex. That's perfect. Well, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yow sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with Covercraft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today 
and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Alex, we are back and we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I have a, actually quite a special story with Augusto Farfus. Ooh. We're at one event, we've been at a car with journalists and us, and he was uh, behind the journalist and I was behind Augusto. And I, I thought I had an opportunity to overtake him. And I risked a lot because I thought this is my chance to tell everybody I managed to overtake a very famous racing driver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as I, I never told anyone that I managed to do that. Obviously, I didn't manage to overtake him, but I managed to push him into a wall. Oh, no. <laughs> and everybody got very angry. Yes. And I was thinking a small guy from Romania managed to, to injure a very promising, uh, then he was a very promising DTM uh, driver. Ah. But uh, everything was fine. We laughed about it. And when we met about six months later, I asked him, hey, do you remember me? And he was looking at me and said, ah, you look very familiar. And when I told him, I'm, I'm the guy at the racing, uh, at the karting track, he laughed. Uh, <laughs> and I explained to him, you have to understand, both of us are Ayrton Senna fans. And you know uh, what Ayrton Senna oh, says. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a racing driver. If I see a gap and I don't take it, I'm not a racing there driver, driver anymore. <laughs> I, <laughs> love and, I love that. I love that. And he, he laughed and he gave me an autograph with this message. To my crazy friend, keep on pushing. Oh. <laughs> that was, I think this is an advice that an, that you could use everywhere yes. in your life. Oh, also absolutely. on the racetrack, but also outside the race. What a great story. Thank you for sharing that. I too share your... Uh, passion for Ayrton Senna and what he's done. Now, would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your many successes? I think, I don't know if you could call it a hobby, uh, habit, but maybe uh, it's a hobby. What I do often is that I discover something, I don't know, a new racing driver that I did, a racing driver that I didn't know, a special car that I didn't know. And I realized then uh, that it's three o'clock in the night and I opened, I don't know how many web pages. I was looking for books about that. And uh, I for, I uh, submerged myself in trying to found, find out what is going on with uh, uh, my yes. new discovery. Yes. Tenaciousness. So this yes. is happening to me. <laughs> this is happening to me. Um, Quite often. I don't know if it's really healthy to do this all the time, <laughs> but it's really fun. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and really, it really helps uh, brighten, uh, broadening up the horizon to discovering up new, to discovering new things, to uh, going to new paths because you find inspiration, you find uh, ideas, opportunities. This is, I think, the most valuable thing that you could do to be open and trying to discover every time new things. Yes, always learning. Very, sounds, very important. I think it sounds too dramatic, but it's fun. <laughs> yes. It's not dramatic. You got to get to bed sometime, though. You need your rest. So uh, yes. turn that computer off at least by 3 a.m., would you please? <laughs> now, how about a resource? Uh, there are lots of great resources these days, but is there one that you would like to share? I was thinking that 
I recommended you German movie director that really for me it was a wonderful uh, discovery Tim Hane mm, yes. that did a lot of racing documentaries and my favorite one it's really something also for BMW fans something very very special it's Adrenaline mm-hmm. uh, it's a racing documentary about the about BMW in the touring car races and you have all the special BMW heroes, so uh, the engineers like Paul Roche, Jochen Nerpach, racing drivers. It's something very special and very unique because you don't get to see these guys together speaking about BMW anymore. Absolutely. And it's even more special if you consider that some of those guys are now working for other brands and they were very open and willing to speak about BMW like they were working for BMW. Yes. This is something I I believe it's quite special. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a cool movie too. Yes, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I would like to recommend also a book. It's called Six Men Who Built the Modern Auto- Automotive Industry. It's the story of uh, Henry Ford II, Honda, Yakoka, Lutz, Pich, and Eberhard von Kuneheim. And through their stories, you can really see how these major brands uh, like Ford, uh, General Motors, BMW, Honda, and uh, Volkswagen and Audi were, sh- were shaped through history. And it's quite a very special insight. Normally, we are looking at products, we are looking at engineers, we are looking at racing drivers, but we never pay too much attention at the managers that transform the company. Yes. And it's something very sp- a, a cool approach you can learn a lot, not only about cars, but also about business by uh, looking at this book. Absolutely. Wonderful book. Now, and by the way, I'll let our listeners know, Tim Hanna was our guest yesterday on Cars Yeah. So uh, uh, I was able to connect with Tim, thanks to you, Alex, and got him on the show. So if you guys missed the show yesterday, go back and listen to Tim on the Cars Yeah website. Wonderful interview. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? I already had that, to be honest. Last year, I had uh, lunch with Johan Nerpach, oh, which is nice. my favorite hero. And because I'm a media person, I'm a PR guy, my personality that I would love to have dinner or a drink with would be Huske von Hanstein. Oh, yes. He was... Uh, for me, it's so special because he's the one of the most, if not the, the most, uh, special PR guy out there in the automotive industry that really defined the Porsche brand. Oh, absolutely. It's not absolutely. only a racing driver. Yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. That would, yeah. be, so <laughs> that would be pretty cool. If you can do something for that. Uh, yeah. uh, well, I'll work on it for you, okay? <laughs> that would be a tough one. Yeah. Well, we're up to the checkered flag here, Alex, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. What's it going to be? I think this is for everybody a very tough question. For me, it's an easy one. Because I had a few years back, I had a dream that I won the lottery and I was buying cars for my collection. (laughs) Nice. And when I woke up, I knew after that, what is the first car that I would buy Mm -hmm. in my collection? Because it was the car in my, I decided in my dream. And for me now, it's easy to I have everything clear, and my the first car that that I would buy would be a Morgan three wheeler. Oh, okay, very interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, I decided for that car because I thought 
as I said, I've been driven by racing car drivers. I know what fast means. I know that I'm not a fast driver compared to them. So I want to experience cars. Uh-huh. And uh, for me, a roadster is perfect. And also, uh, I'm not working only next to racing driver. I'm, I'm really working in the automotive industry. I'm trying to uh, support a business and most of the, of the time, the discussion is very serious. Yes. And it's uh, also, when you look at clients, they need to decide about purchasing cars and they have these rational uh, decisions like price, uh, efficiency, space. And I really would love to have something that has nothing to do with that. And- <laughs> well, that's a Morgan three-wheeler for sure. Wow, yeah. very cool. Well, Alex, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your many stories with me and the Cars yeah audience. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you drive off into the sunset in that Morgan three-wheeler? Uh, when it started, I told you that I'm in the automotive industry by accident. Now I love cars. At the beginning, I, nev- I uh, didn't know anything about cars. Now I love it. I love them. And I finally realized the secret behind them. The secret is the people that shape the cars. And the more you know about the people, the more you love the cars in the end. So for everybody who wants to really discover the automotive industry, racing, whatever, they have to discover the people behind it. Ah, Very nicely said. I like that. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Alex has been so kind to share today on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Alex Sheremet, and that's spelled S-E-R-E-M-E-T, and you'll find his page right there. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with what you're doing? I think on Facebook. They can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm a communication guy, so I'm very open in this on social media. I also have a blog. But it's in Romanian, so I don't think that anyone will <laughs> outside Romania will enjoy it. Well, what is and that blog, just honest, in case? Because we do have listeners from all over the world here. It's alex.seremet.blogspot.com. So, but to be honest, I, I'm, I don't have so much time, so I didn't post it on that blog since more than a year. So, Okay, well, we need to get you Facebook back to work account. on that. It's not like you're not busy <laughs> yeah. doing your main job, so... Oh, my gosh. Well, Alex, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Car Show listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, It was a pleasure. Thank you for being here. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. 
Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!